0: The road to consciousness consciousness is the biggest mystery in human history we will figure this mystery out and by we i mean us humans we have to how can we know so much about the universe so much about ourselves in terms of life and how we fit into the world and indeed the universe but not know the one thing that gives us the ability to do that our consciousness we don't know how or where it arises or comes from or how. we don't know how it works. Consciousness is that rich subjective internal experience you're having right now and in fact from the moment we are born to the day we die it is a stream of experience that is just ingrained in us and yet we don't know from the physical workings of the brain how consciousness arises, how that awareness, how that those uh, feelings that we have the richness of color when you see a rose and you smell it they're chemicals that you're intaking but you don't you don't feel chemicals there is a smell to the rose that you have that experience the redness of the rose colors don't exist out there in the universe this is something that we experience it comes to us as a color we we experience that so deeply um, the taste of a hamburger my favorite <laughs> again you know when you break it down it's all chemicals but we really taste that we feel it and love we experience love in such a way it, it it gives us this internal sense it gives us that subjective experience of that feeling that we have but all of these at the physical level are neurons in our heads a hundred billion of them that bind together through synapses and they exchange chemicals through neurotransmitters that's all it is we don't understand the step function from getting from there to the experience we have and the way that it binds it all together seamlessly into what i call a stream of experience and it's continuous it's with us throughout our whole lives science has come so far and science And physics uh, and and chemistry and biology, they tell us so much. And the scientific revolution of the last 200 years has given us so much knowledge about the universe. But we still don't understand ourselves. We still don't understand our minds and the mind-body problem. How do we have this mental aspect of the world? When you think about something, think about any image, think about any picture, think about your living room, think about somebody you love. When that pops into your head, that mental image, we don't know how or where or or even why we have that. Uh, Again, from the physical areas of your memory, whether it's your hippocampus engaging, your cortexes, we understand so much about the brain. And that's when we classified as the easy problem of consciousness. We're starting to understand the functions of the brain and the regions of the brain that do specific functions but again we understand the building blocks with the neurons that have the axides and dendrites and uh you know the axons fire electrical signals electro uh, chemicals get transferred via neurotransmitters through the synapse we understand a lot about that we also understand the occipital lobe is responsible for vision let's say but we don't understand how that mental image we get in our minds arises that's the mind body problem we're going to explore that as well uh the problem of consciousness is where we're going to focus though and how we're going to do it is we're going to look at multiple disciplines i believe that we need pieces of the puzzle from across the board and i think cognitive science which has recently become uh, a discipline of its own is in the right path where we need anthropology and look at sort of humans and our progression evolutionary consciousness we need physics physics tells us a lot about what potentially is the objective reality. Um, neuroscience. We need to know the brain. If we understand the workings of the brain, we may understand consciousness. I say may because maybe it's not going to come from the from neuroscience. Uh, this is where the big mystery is, and one of the key things, obviously, is philosophy. Uh, philosophers and and I'm going to claim as soon as we were conscious or consciousness arose we were trying to figure out this mystery because we see the world, we understand there's something out there externally, but we have such an internal sense of self. We're going to explore the self, what it means to be you. Uh, And uh, and then how do you relate yourself to the universe through your consciousness? So philosophy, starting with potentially, you know, two and a half thousand years ago with Aristotle and, and Western philosophy, Eastern philosophy as well, they've been thinking about this problem, the problem of consciousness, uh, ever since. And along the way, there's been a tremendous journey that we've learned. Uh, Again, philosophy, the love of wisdom started and it was the encompassing discipline. Philosophers back then, Aristotle, Plato, Socrates, they thought about all of the world. They thought about biology. They thought about life. They thought about physics. It's just that at some point, these became uh, scientific disciplines of their own. And we've got a lot of Uh, great ways of understanding objective reality one of the key here is that we need to understand objective reality versus our subjective reality and where does the scale fall we we learn so much through physics about objective universe Uh, another way to look at it if we took ourselves out of the universe would the universe still be the same way as we observe it because the only way we can actually understand the objective reality is through our consciousness is through our observations uh, and on the other scale, how much of it is subjective? How much of it is in our consciousness? How much of it is in our minds? These are all things that have been uh, on the forefront of philosophy that have been discussed for, like I said, millennia. But there was a quote from someone, I can't remember who it was, said that nothing good has, or useful has ever been written about consciousness. And in the last 50 or, years, or, or so years, there's been a lot more effort to make it a much more scientific approach. Uh, and this is where neuroscience is picked up in it. This is where cognitive science is picked up in it. Understanding the mind, understanding the, the body, obviously, but then also understanding consciousness. And so I've been fascinated with this problem my whole life. And I'm not 100 sure why, but it is what it is <laughs> in that sense. And I've been thinking about that and I've been trying to learn as much as I can about us as humans and our consciousness i do love of wisdom philosophy is definitely one of my passions and that's going to be a cornerstone but we're going to explore it like i said in multiple different ways and see if we can come up with a theory of consciousness because what we have out there right now is a whole bunch of theories the challenge is none of them can be proven in any way experimentally And this is actually one of the biggest challenges of figuring out consciousness is that it's internal to you, it's internal to me. I can't actually be 100% sure or I can't see internally that subjective experience you're having just like you can't with me and same with whatever else we see out there. And so while we can measure some of the physical workings as in which parts of the brain uh, light up when specific functions happen through different, you know, EEG and things like that, we still are not able to measure, I would say, anything related to consciousness, to that experience. Um, You know, a lot of people have coined different terms. I think there's a few out there. David Chalmers, I believe, 1994, a, a philosopher, he coined the hard problem of consciousness. We talked about the easy problem, which is which regions of the brain, you know, your your uh, temporal lobe, for instance, in terms of auditory, your parietal lobe for your senses, occipital for your vision and all of that, uh, and the frontal uh, frontal cortex uh, and your frontal lobe for your, your motor functions. That's the easy problem in term and it does, it's, it's not easy, trust me. But the hard problem is, what is the step function from those functions to consciousness? what is it that is the step function to that internal experience that you have um again the the color that you see that you experience music is another good one sound waves are coming into our ears we understand where they travel through retreat into the brain but we don't understand where or at some point you hear music you don't hear sound waves you hear music it's it's fascinating to think that we don't understand the hard problem and it's not from lack of trying we've been trying to solve this mystery for a very long time. Uh, I'm excited about the recent developments and we'll talk about some of the theories out there. We'll talk about, you know, what's, what the leading uh, sort of theories are. I'm going to put my spin on it. This is something that I'm traveling in this journey. It's a learning process for me as well. So I'm going to probably make a whole bunch of mistakes and that's okay. I will try and correct them uh, as best as I can along the way. And I'm excited to share this journey with you. Um, But like I said, this is a collective learning. And I think that's something that has given our species, essentially allowing us to thrive is collective learning we've been doing it ever since we'll be able to pass on what we've learned to the next generation and we've built on top of it to to where we are and so i'm hoping this collective learning will help us take those step functions we need to solve the mystery of consciousness and so i'm excited to be able to share it with you i'm i'm happy if anybody is willing to listen to what i have to say Uh, but like i said it's a learning process for me i'm not going to get it right and i'm going to make a whole bunch of mistakes i'll try and correct them where i can we are going to do it by putting things into two categories. One is knowledge from epistemology, which is justified true belief. We have enough data, we have enough evidence that we can claim it as knowledge. A good example of this is, is let's say, the theory of gravity from Newtonian, uh, Isaac Newton. When he published his theory of gravity, it took a while, but we understood that there's experiments that we can run over and over that point to that theory being correct, Um What makes a good scientific theory? It needs to be testable and falsifiable. And every single person ever has tested gravity. Every time they've thrown something up at the air, it's behaved the same way. Gravity takes effect, and it gets attracted back to the to the ground. And so that's the testing and the testable, right? And we can measure that through the calculus and the math that he developed. So we can also make those predictions. That's another element of a good scientific theory. It needs to be able to make predictions. And it's falsifiable if at any stage, and it hasn't happened yet, and you can imagine how many times it's been tested, that we throw something up, and let's say it doesn't fall to the ground, and obviously if you don't throw it hard enough that it it goes out into space, then we would have to revise that theory but that's where the falsifiable bit comes into it anyway so when we talk about knowledge we have enough data we have enough evidence or experiments we're going to say that is the truth the other thing is we're going to have to make some assumptions it's easy to go around in circles with the problem of consciousness or even the mind body and self in philosophy actually it's easy to go around in circles um but we're going to have to make some assumptions along the way to keep moving forward. They're going to be my assumptions. Uh, So I apologize in advance if I either... Uh, I'm a big fan of anybody who's thinking about and trying to solve this problem. So anybody who has a theory, I'm a big fan, Uh, but I may butcher either the theory or what the theory is about. I may butcher some names along the way or get them wrong, so I apologize in advance. And also if I I make some assumptions that's not correct or say something that's potentially not the right thing that somebody who's working on the theory agrees with, I apologize in advance. But hey, that's the nature of making assumptions and I'm going to go down that path. So this is the journey I'm going to be recording these sessions raw and in one sitting. So there are definitely going to be uh, times where it's going to not sound potentially correct, but I'm going to adhere to that because I want it to just, I want it to flow. And so I'm just going to record this all at once. It's going to be really raw and it's just going to come straight to you. So I'm excited. Uh, like I said, I've been fascinated by this problem my whole life. Not sure why, but, it is, but I'm going to continue this journey. And my goal is to come up with a theory of consciousness. And that's going to be a big thing for me, but I'm going to keep at it. And I'm going to keep learning and I'm going to keep adjusting. And I believe that the journey is going to be so much more rewarding the end destination would be amazing, but uh, you know the journey itself is really one I'm excited, and I'm excited to share it with you.